Hey guys, welcome back. It's episode four. Um, I've given you months and months to let episode three sink in. It was a heavy one, I know. I had almost 300 listens. That's a new record. That's pretty good for starting off. Um, I'm sure you're wondering how I've been. (laughs) What's happened? Have I been successful in my journey? I mean, it's been a few months. I should be... I should be in peak condition, right? Well, that's not true. That's not where I am. I'm more content. Um, you might also be wondering if I'm vegan, because I feel like I was really pushing the vegan in the last episode. I felt like I was all about the vegan. Um, I'm not. I do like vegan food, a.k.a. vegetables. <laughs> and um, I'm trying to eat more of them. And, uh, you know, moderate the bad stuff a lot better, trying to avoid, you know, eating meat all the time, which I think if we all did, we'd all improve. The environment would improve. So that's the last I'll say about that, though, because I don't want to nag, nag, nag. Um, If you want to hear what my weight's at right now, if you haven't been checking in on my my progress bar on my podcastfatboy.com site... A few weeks ago, I weighed in at 216. What the fuck? I started at 213. I've gained three pounds. I went down to 209. Now I was 216. I'm supposed to lose weight, not gain it. But don't worry. That was a few weeks ago, and I have used that as a wake-up call. I'm now sitting back at 213, otherwise known as back to fucking square one. Since that's where I started, but at least I'm going down again. Man, it's like once I went over 215, I'm like, man, I'm getting closer to 220. I'm getting closer to 300. Oh, is that what's going to happen? Is that the end goal? Me in a year's like, well, I've done it. I'm 360 pounds. Can't feel my face anymore. But... They did put me into a bit of a shock, so I, I, I got to try some different things. I got to, obviously, I took a break from working out. Um, so the last time I was on the show, I was talking about uh, how I use this app, Map My Ride, and it was like helping me get on the bike and cycle around, and obviously that's just too much work for me, <laughs> too many hills. So the same company has Map My Walk. There's a little appetizer for you. Ooh, appetizer. So, and the good thing about this app is that it's from the same company, and there's also a Map My Run if you want to be that psycho. But they all, the feed is all together. So it doesn't matter what app you use, it all, you'll get to see how many calories and how many kilometers and everything else that you've been doing in the same feed. So it's all intertwined. I'm like, oh, that's kind of interesting. I can do a bike this day and and walk this day. So I'm trying to walk. I've started walking like humans are supposed to. And, you know, I've gone from some days not really walking more than, you know, 100 feet to, you know, at least four kilometers a day. So I'm trying to keep that up. I feel like that's a lot easier. And then starting to go to the gym again, just getting back into the routine of that. You fall off the wagon with this stuff. Everybody does. Um, That's the good thing about uh, going to a rec center because it's super cheap and you get like a three-monther and say like it expires. You're not paying for it, man. So, you know, I got all kinds of excuses for being lazy. 
The other thing I did was I made a major purchase. Um, I bought what you call a Vitamix. Now, what is a Vitamix? For the blender connoisseur, it's a fancy blender. <laughs> it's probably the most expensive blender you will ever purchase in your life. But it is the best blender. It is unbelievable. And I, if you're going to be drinking the kale and all that stuff, you want to get a really good blender. And these have a seven-year warranty on them. So yeah, it's a good investment. You know, it's going to cost you half a grand. But now I'm, you know, if if I can't sit and eat my vegetables, I'll drink them. Darn it. So those are a couple of changes that I've made. Because you got to be like, okay, what's working for me? What's not working for me? But once again, I got work because of my out of shapeness. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for their uh, for their praise and support of my my little guardian angel campaign for for uh, Hyundai, and uh, I'd like to thank the Inotion team there that the ad agency behind it. They have been superb. I've had a great time. Uh, everywhere I've gone to do something, I've had donuts waiting for me. They love me eating donuts. It's a big thing for. <laughs> I really sell that very well. Uh, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, it just kind of shows you that, you know, it, it could be worse, right? You know, what what if I lose all this weight? And then how am I going to get, I won't get these kind of rolls anymore. And I really enjoy them. But, you know, life goes on. Uh, now, I got to talk about this because it's very fresh. It's at the forefront of our minds. And I will tie it into the show, um, but Robin Williams, he passed away the other day. It's its pretty awful. I mean, I feel like everybody, you know, not just the fact that it looks like he took his own life, but that he's gone. It's like he's just, yeah, everybody talks about how he was the voice of their childhood. We grew up with him, you know. You, you can really feel the hurt that has spread across the world, like billions of people are thinking about Robin Williams today, which is wild. Um, I feel like you, with Robin Williams, it's like for, as like a performer and an actor, it's like he's, he did it all. He's, he's what we all want. We want to be able to, for comedians, it's like to be hilarious and funny and be good at that. And then for me, I always, like, whenever, when I first started out, it was like, I've always had an interest in doing more dramatic stuff. I enjoy doing that. And that's what he did so well. He could swing back and forth. And whenever you go see one of his movies, you just have to, if the title doesn't give it away, you got to wonder if it's like, oh, what, what Robin am I going to get? And it's always entertaining. He had such a great vulnerability about him. And like, we use all his movies as like, to you know to use a timeline in your life you know like I remember my dog being neutered because I was watching Hook when my parents brought him home that's my Hook memory and Mrs. Doubtfire came out when my parents got divorced and I remember that feeling of you know my mom's not gonna be around as much will she dress up as a nanny oh my god just thinking of my mom as Mrs. Doubtfire is quite a scene but you know i i mean i'm sure i feel like those are some sad <laughs> memories i have tied to robin williams but um i'm sure there are positive ones too he really just was a joy to watch and i i think 
I'll, I'll miss them greatly for sure. How it ties in with, with the show, it's just like talking about depression and stuff like that and how this podcast in a way kind of came um, part of it, you know, a small part of it came from a personal level for me kind of dealing with my own depression and, you know, trying to feel better about myself by getting in better shape and using the podcast to inspire other people that aren't feeling good about their selves and themselves, sorry. And, um, you know, trying to bring humor to all the senseless insecurities that we have because of all the media pressures and stuff that, um, have been ingrained in us over the years. Like I'm, it's a, yeah, depression. It's, I mean, it's something I've dealt with for my entire twenties. It's just the best way to label it. Um, I'm, uh, I'm glad that my twenties are going to be over soon. You know, everyone tells you to talk to someone, but it's like way harder than it sounds. It's just, you know, most of the time you're, you know, it's just brooding in your mind for me anyways. And, you know, I, in my early twenties, I remember this, uh, this ties in with our guest on the show today. Um, his name is Adam Cauley. He's a comedian. Uh, he's a Canadian Comedy Award winner. Um, I've known him. We started out together. Uh, and we were roommates uh, when we, in our early 20s. Now, Adam lived in a place called a fraternity. And he, at the end of our first year of college, was like, oh, man, you got to move in here. This place is great. It's super cheap. Everything's included. We got a personal chef. And I was like, that sounds like a great first place to live. So I don't even think I saw the place. It was just like, just get me in. I just want to be on my own. Moved in there. It's a gross fraternity. <laughs> Personal chef, uh, you know, boils chicken. That's that's his forte. And Collie um, is a part of the fraternity. He joined it in the first year, and I decided not to. I decided I didn't want any part of it because I it wasn't for me. Let's just put it that way. And I ended up staying as a boarder. Which, when you stay as a boarder in a fraternity, they kind of look at you like, oh, you think we're, we're stupid? You think we're gay? Uh. So they kind of, you know, shit outside your door or, you know, just make your life hell a little bit. Um, it wasn't all that bad because I lived in the basement in the boiler room. Pretty much. <laughs> That's not why it was better. But across the boiler room was Adam. So we had the basement to ourselves. But living there... It was very depressing, and, you know, I was in a relationship who I met through Adam. I feel like all my depression is back to Adam Colley. I think I just had a therapy breakthrough. No, just kidding. He's, that, that wasn't his intention, I'm sure. But anyways, I started to get really bad. I remember this heaviness of, like, waking up in the morning and just feeling overcome with grief. Like, going to bed, feeling like shit, and then, like, remembering my dreams where it felt nice. And then waking up and it just kind of hits you like that. And you're like, oh, I just want to go back to bed. And it took me to talk to someone. I just kind of blurted out one day how awful I felt to Adam when we were playing NHL, which we did a lot on our PlayStation 2. And, uh, you know, that was the first step, you know. And then I went and got some talk to somebody and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it 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 that taking that first step just to get it out there, to blurt it out so someone else hears you and kind of, you know, has a response. Um, it, it it does help. So uh, don't be afraid. You know, your friends are there for you. That being said, um, what brings us to today's theme of the show? After our uh, we lived together in college, I recently lived with him again in the early 
tens, shall we say? Um, and I, I haven't, I didn't see him that much. Like, you know, we see each other throughout the year and stuff. We keep in contact, but then when I moved back in with him, I saw that he had an addiction to protein powder, which is where we're going to talk about protein today a little bit. Um, I was literally tripping over protein canisters everywhere. Like he was, he had like it smeared on his upper lip. He was sprinkling it on his cereal. He, <laughs> fiber and protein. That was just like his heroin. <laughs> but um, we talk about where he is at now and his his regimen. I think it, it sounds like he's cooled, cooled his jets a bit. And uh, he, he's definitely been one of the hardest workers I've known, especially since uh, we were in college and stuff. The guy doesn't stop, and he's very disciplined. And he sets goals, and he nails them out of the park. And, you know, it's, it's good to have friends to show you how to do that when, um, you know, you don't. <laughs> uh, anyways, we had uh, a fun little chat, and uh, enjoy the show. Who's a fat boy? Like, do you do you do any Irish sports? With no, actually, my dad was specifically didn't want us to do any Irish sports. Really? Yeah, because he's like, if you're not Irish, like he didn't. He wanted us to play Canadian sports. Uh huh. Yeah, that was really important to him. What was it due to how rough Irish sports are? Or? No, just the fact that he he didn't want it to be like a secondary passion. He wanted to like uh, he wanted me to to experience my own country's sports okay yeah so just stick with hockey and we stuck lacrosse with, yeah it was hockey lacrosse and uh snowshoeing <laughs> and snowshoeing being your favorite that you yeah. excelled in yeah i played i played semi-pro <laughs> um if you if you're just tuning in pretending that this is like on the radio you definitely if you you want to be here you've made that choice so you're mm-hmm. definitely tuning in but I'm here with a Canadian Comedy Award winner. He's a Second City alum, <laughs> stars and writes on the hit Byte TV show Guidance. He's an award-winning St. Patrick's Day float master. That's true. <laughs> Thought about that one. Why didn't you leave with that? <laughs> I like the idea of being a... Th- when people ask us that we do that, I was like, oh, we're, we, you know, we, like, we just follow the floats. We were dancing on the floats. No, no, no. We're award winners. Award winning float masters. Yeah. If you haven't guessed already, that is metrosexual comedian Adam Colley. <laughs> Can I get your uh, favorite hobby? Adam Colley. Can I get something you plug in in the morning? Adam Colley. Can I get something you uh, <laughs> tie your shoes with? Yeah. Laces, thank you. <laughs> Um, I was trying to think on what I could use for you, and I came across that, and it reminded me, um, Adam and I have been roommates twice. Oh, yeah. First time in college. Very different experiences. And I used to go to a lot of your improv shows when when you were doing, like, all the old bad dog theater stuff. Yep. And I just always remember, like, it starting with, like, the lights dimming, then, like, this would play. So like oh, be yeah. one guy in the <laughs> really, really How's everybody doing tonight? Very white Stevie Wonder head <laughs> yeah. shake, like 
<laughs> and it's just always funny. Like, I just always think, like, can I get a, uh... <laughs> oh, like, what's a reason be? <laughs> <laughs> so I figured that that suits you well, because you are um, a very talented improviser. Oh, thanks. Been doing it for many a years mm -hmm. now. Yeah. Um, do you have, like, a, a position that you like to play? In? Are you, like, the supporting guy? Um, the... I guess it depends what, what kind of show you're doing. Um, the, the main show I do right now is a show called Mantown. Mm -hmm. And we often talk about it like, uh, uh, kind of like the X-Men. Yeah. Where it's like, everybody's great, but everybody serves a different purpose. Yeah. Right? Like, if you have two Cyclops, then you have two leaders and they don't mesh. Yeah, so, you can't have two Cyclops. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> so you, need, you need to balance it out. And so, yeah, I'd say I'm a... I'm a yeah, it, as hard as it sounds, like a Wolverine Cyclops mix, <laughs> where it's like you can be a little anarchist, but if yeah. if you really need some structure, I can come in there and lay some structure down. Definitely, yeah, that's something I noticed you do really well. Is 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 you can and and rescue people. I think too. Yeah, I think you're good at getting out of those awkward situations. Sometimes I guess you don't like you're you're always performing with a really skilled group of guys or girls now. But back in the day when. Uh, you know, it was about doing like a lisp or something. <laughs> oh, when in doubt, lisp it up. Yeah, I remember I did a, I think I did an improv show a couple of years ago and I didn't, it, the only thing in my head was like, don't do, don't do a gay guy. Don't, <laughs> don't fall into. <laughs> oh man, gay guy, pirate. Oh. Uh, yeah, there's so many uh, classic uh, characters. Like, I, I feel like nobody does like disabled people. I feel like that's only kids when they think that they're in a. Yeah, do people do. They don't. I think there's there's a uh, you know when you when you do it for a long time you start to realize certain bits that people uh, people have. Yeah, like if someone's just been sitting for a long time in a scene, mm -hmm. they'll they'll just turn it into a wheelchair. Yeah, and just try and like <laughs> shock people. But what he was at a wheelchair that whole time. <laughs> there's little jokes that are like there if you need them. You yeah, know, if you're doing like a corporate gig and it's not going well, turn a chair into a wheelchair. Yeah. Great, it, that'll always win. Is improv the one you enjoy most out of uh, sketch? Like, because you did Second oh, yeah. City for a long yeah. time. Improv, like, uh, I always describe Second City where you do a 90-minute sketch show and then a half-hour improv show. It's insane. Um, every night. Every night and twice on Saturdays. Ugh. And now twice on Sunday, or Fridays. Wow, really? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> Uh, so that's do they get eight two, shows a week. Do they get two days off now? No. no, they still do Sunday. Still do, still do Sunday. They get Monday off. Monday off. Uh, but, uh, yes, for me, the, uh, the meal was the sketch show and the dessert was the improv show. Yeah. Yeah. It was and your and reward for a hard day's work. And you're pretty amped up at that point too. So pretty amped up, sometimes pretty drunk <laughs> and you're just excited to go. <laughs> Secrets from the stage. <laughs> um, well, I've always, uh, when we were in college together, I remember like we all got, it, it was a bit of a mean course. Yeah. You know, at times. <laughs> and uh, we all got something that for some reason people, like there was something that you'd get picked on for. Right. And I used to make a lot of funny faces and stuff and <laughs> that that was my thing. And sounds. And, and sounds, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and for some reason you got called a metrosexual. Do you remember that? I do. And I think it was <laughs> Rob Trick who like... Rob, a teacher started it? Yeah. And because he, he tried to get everybody to find their voice. Yeah. And so it was like, oh, this is your thing. You're the guy who does this. Yeah. And when I was up there, I guess, I mean, it was my first year of college ever. I didn't know what I was doing. I was yeah. like, I guess you try to dress well. Yeah. Um, and he... Uh, Groom yeah, your facial he's hair. He's the one who said uh, metrosexual to me. And I don't know, 
I mean, this is 2003 or something. Yeah. So I don't know how long that term even lasted. I don't know if it's still around as I don't a term. I think so. But I guess it was someone who dressed stereotypically gay yeah. or, or well, <laughs> but was straight. Yeah, I guess. So I think that, yeah, it's, it seems like a very inappropriate term now, but uh, that was the only way I think uh, older straight men knew how to quantify someone who dressed well. And you were our guy. I was the, the guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who occasionally wore a dress shirt and shaved his yeah. face. Yeah. Yeah. I had a jawline. Yeah. yeah. He was like, whoa, who's this jawline dude? Yeah. Because yeah. like, I feel like I could have been also called that because I used to wear a lot of like fitted dress shirts mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. Back then. But because I already had the faces and the sound effects. Yeah. You can't be metrosexual really? and be like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> car skidding um i yeah i think people were afraid of me at first a little bit too i I think everybody was afraid of everybody yeah that's true um i mean after a few weeks you realize the first day i remember looking at everybody around the room and trying to yeah like unfairly but label them yeah i'm just like oh you're you're gonna be that kind of person and then like three weeks later i was like i don't think i'll ever talk to you for the rest of the term like i have no interest in you at all yeah yeah relating back to to uh your fitness history at that time. Oh my God. Were you going to the gym? Were you prepping for college? Like what's your, what's your history been like? Were you a, were you a soccer player growing up? Yeah. I mean, I was, I was always playing one sport in the winter, one sport in the summer. Yeah. Uh, soccer and hockey. Um, but I, I guess, uh, a lot of my fitness stuff happened, uh, just like all of my life based on my parents' divorce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it sounds funny, but it's like, uh, when you look back at, uh, like, growing up, I didn't have any or very few meals cooked for me. Yeah. Uh, I never learned how to cook. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of, like, fast food, a lot of um, just make do. Like, yeah. you're hungry. There's no one home. You're by yourself. It's like, well, I guess I'll have chips. I don't know. Yeah. Um, and so that's where the whole train started, I think. But, like, I didn't really understand fitness. I didn't understand health. I didn't understand anything. Mm-hmm. And I guess it never really occurred to me that I might need to until high school when I was like, oh, I like girls. Yeah. Girls don't like weird looking kids. They like, they like muscle kids from, from Tiger Beat. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he'll try and be a Tiger Beat guy. <laughs> so you started working out? Started working the guns kind a little? Of, like, I remember like, I remember being, God, 10 mm-hmm. and like going to the grocery store and not understanding anything, but being like, oh, mom, can we get slim fast? And she'd be like, <laughs> what are you talking about? It'd be like, oh, I've seen commercials where it's like, oh, you you look better after Slim Fast. Yeah. And like understanding that I wanted to look better, but not understanding how to do it or why I was doing it or anything. <laughs> so it started yeah. really young. That's interesting that you saw that as like a potion. Oh. It's, it was probably from like watching cartoon shows at the same time too, like The Simpsons and stuff. Totally. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just think that you can take some elixir. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I used to, uh, same. It's funny how like I feel like the Canadian method is because we have the change of seasons, you do your sport in the winter and you do your sport in the summer. Yeah. And it was like hockey and then it, for me it was baseball. Right, right. And I still have a hard time finding – baseball like I, I, i'm not a huge baseball fan but like i went to a jays game recently and it just doesn't look like a lot of exercise <laughs> no i can't <laughs> like prince fielders on the cover of the body issue of like sports illustrated yeah and he's huge yeah like i'm not saying that a lot of them are super fit like they're professional athletes yes. but like a lot of guys that go to that mound are like 
It's uh, yeah. We shouldn't say baseball players are not fit. <laughs> yeah. But you have the option you have to the, not be yeah, fit. Yeah, that's true. Very few sports you have that option. <laughs> that's true. To be called a professional athlete, you can still be called that in like be like 40 pounds overweight yeah i guess football like a linebacker or whatever yeah the line um but uh hockey soccer um tennis like there's no way no like i mean golf i guess the only i the only hockey player i can think of is aki berg he was a little overweight (laughs) he was a bit yeah yeah (laughs) he was a number six defenseman so yeah not a lot of playing time there (laughs) jeez I, like you as well, I grew up with an athletic father. Mm-hmm. Um, your dad was a hurling player. Yep. Did you do Gaelic football or just hurling? Yep, you did both. Oh, you did both? Yeah. What one was his, like, his Hurling was the, was the passion one. Yeah. Did, yeah. He play, did he play for Cork or just for Black? He did. Uh, Black Rock. Oh, I thought you were going to stuff just for Blacks. Just for Blacks. <laughs> He's in a Blacks only hurling uh, in Ireland. <laughs> uh, no, and for people who don't know hurling, I, I always try to explain hurling. It's only, it's only in Ireland. Um, and it's the fastest field sport in the world. So I would describe it as lacrosse mm-hmm. without equipment. And with, instead of a net at the end of your stick, it's a flat pancake style, uh, piece of wood. Yeah. And you play with a ball, like a cork ball and you boot it down the field. And it's a slitter. A slitter. Yeah. And, uh, it's actually the evolution of the hockey stick. Yeah. If you go to the hockey hall of fame, you'll see Hurley's. Oh really? And, yeah. And then you oh. slowly see how they evolve into hockey sticks. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, my dad played hurling for uh, Ireland and played in uh, Crow Park, which okay. is the third largest stadium in Europe yep. when he was, uh, he was 15 playing for a 17-year-old team. So he was like a, he was in a big star. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, my, my uncle used to play for Black Rock. His oh, dad yeah? was the coach. Now, this is way back because the, like, this is my great uncle now. Mm-hmm. But he told me how they used to cheat in some ways, depending on the wind. Right. They had different uh, density of the slitter, that's oh. the hurling ball, and they would, uh, depending on the way the wind was going, some were like heavier, and oh. they would say like, his dad would say, banish the ball. And he would like, he would just go and hit it off the side and then they'd bring the new one in. Hilarious. Help them going the way of the, I guess if they're going with the wind. Right, right. right. Um, so I found that interesting. It's like, of course they found a way to cheat. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. What is it just like they grab, like take a ball from the other team or whatever? Like I doubt they do that anymore. <laughs> and it's so funny with Irish people, like the way they talk that even, even the idea of cheating sounds charming. Mm-hmm. It's like banish the ball. Yeah. <laughs> go on, banish the ball, will you? <laughs> It's like, oh, what a nice cheater. Take your points. Yeah. What is your uh, current workout routine now, now that you're, uh, let's say, a, a fit, improvising actor, uh, one who's on the commercials quite a bit. Right. Been on uh, CTV's Spun Out. Yep. With the great Jason Priestley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> big, big thrill for my mom. <laughs> big thrill for all of us. Yeah. I still watch a little Bev Hill. Oh, who doesn't? <laughs> um, the one thing I noticed, uh, you posted a picture with him. And I couldn't believe, like, it really showed not how old he looked, but how old they looked on that show pe- playing teenagers. Like, they were, like, 25 playing grade yeah. 9 yeah. or something, you know? I think, what's her name? Um, uh, Gabriella something? Oh, what's yeah. What's her name? Uh, Gabrielle Cardini or something? Something like that. Andrea. Andrea. Yeah. She was, like, 30. She was, she was the <laughs> oldest one. 30 playing high school. Like, 18. And in the it's States, they didn't have OAC at the time. Yeah. So, I mean, you could be in high school at, like, uh, you could be finished high school at, like, 17. Wow. Yeah. It's wild how they do that, where I guess, like, yeah, you get a totally different show when you have adults playing 
younger characters, right? Yeah. And you look at, they do obviously do shows with younger people. If you look at like all the vampire shows and stuff like that, they're typically younger, aren't they? Yeah. And I think with a high school show, you went, if you're a high, if the demographic is high school kids, yeah. you want people who are cooler than the people who are watching it. Yeah. Because if you're like yeah. 11 year old boys, they'd <laughs> be like, acne why am I watching? Yeah. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, that picture, he looked, uh, he was, he, I'm like a foot taller than him. Yeah. And I think he was in like a car accident. He was in a really bad car yeah. accident. He was racing. Yeah. He was, uh, on a track. But yeah, I remember that. That happened maybe 12 years ago or something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was some, t- just a little bit after the show ended. I yeah. I remember just hearing it's like, he's like, yeah, it took a long time. He's, mm-hmm. he fought through like Tracy is now. Tracy, my friend Tracy Morgan, sorry. Okay. I, I was like, Paul Tracy? Who are you? <laughs> sorry, my, my pal Tracy Morgan. Yeah, I forgot you guys He's are going pals. through a Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but sorry, what what is uh, what would you say you do now? As so, What's part of your regimen? So uh, about uh, four months ago, I was uh, purely working out at the gym. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, had a, I had a trainer a few years ago, and so I learned some basic form and stuff like that. So I was just doing weight training. And, um, I was putting on some size, but, uh, my battle has always been my midsection. Mm -hmm. And so I've always been like, oh man, I would love to like tighten that up. And so, um, talking with a friend, he's like, oh, you should try insanity. And I was like, what, what is insanity? insanity? Is that like a P90X? It is. It's exactly like P90X without the, um, without the equipment. You just get like a chin bar? No, you get nothing. Nothing. So you wouldn't put on a lot of muscle, but you would burn through like, cra- like a, a, an exercise burns like a thousand calories. Wow. That's um, a pound of fat. Yeah. Uh, a pound is 3,500. A pound is 3,500 calories? Google it. Man, uh, what was I reading? I don't know. <laughs> that is why I have a disclaimer on my website. <laughs> you are not a trained doctor. <laughs> I am not a dietitian. 50 calories in a pound. <laughs> Doing my best. Hey, eat a couple donuts. That's breakfast. <laughs> um, and so... Um, he challenged me to that and I did it. I did two months, um, five to six days a week doing insanity. And it is the hardest thing I've ever done exercise wise. Yeah. And so it's basically just running and jumping and, uh, sprints and pushups and all this stuff. And so it's a DVD collection broken up into two months. You do it at home? No, they, I would never do it at home. I don't know how <laughs> someone would do it, does it at home. So, um, being a member of the second city Toronto faculty oh, wow. during the day, if the studios are empty, uh, we just went in and used it. So we have a oh. huge uh, improv studio, and we pull down the, um, uh, what do you call it? We put a DVD in, and we have it, um, what do you call it? You, uh, you have a VCR? And... <laughs> it's a DVD player that's hooked up to a projector. Oh. <laughs> that's it. And pulls down, we pull down a screen, and we've got like a big sound system. Yeah. And so we put on the DVD, and we work out in this huge room. Oh, wow. Like, there's a bunch of you that get in there. It started with a bunch of us, and everybody else quit. Yeah. So now it's me and this other guy. Oh. It's just two of us. <laughs> and so I did that for two months, and um, and I did. I saw a huge improvement, but I also lost a lot of muscle. So mm. now, and it didn't get me 100% where I wanted to be, but it got me, like, a, a better version of my midsection I'd ever seen, I think. Yeah. And so um, after a while, my knees started to get really bad. So now, currently, I'm doing three days a week insanity, three days a week weight training. Wow. Yeah. That's a lot. It is. A lot. You drink a lot of water? Yep. <laughs> yeah, I've got a lot of water. I'm drinking my Brita water right now. <laughs> now, like, do you find that um, as far as, like, working as an actor, you... You like? Have you ever thought about becoming a fat comic and what it would take? 
Uh, oh man, Maybe like approaching your thirties that way. Uh, <laughs> when when I see people who um, have embraced that lifestyle and are are happy with that as they should be, yeah. Um, I envy them so much. Yeah. Like when I see people like at certain restaurants or just behaving that way night to night or whatever, like even like Instagram where it's like, oh, having this for lunch. I'm like, how are you fucking having that for lunch? Yeah. That life would be amazing to me. (laughs) Uh, So yeah, I think about that. I don't think I could ever, like it would be fun for like a few months. And then once you hit a, hit a bottom point for me, I'd be, I'd be pretty down. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's true. Ever since I moved back into the city, when I moved back into your place for, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess that was early 2011, um, and then I started to gain weight. Right. I started to gain a lot of weight. Um, and, uh, but then I also became more successful, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which is, which is, uh, the double edged sword. Um, and it's funny cause like I just shot this Hyundai commercial stuff and, uh, it was like after three days I went into the headquarters and I met the president and stuff like oh that. Oh my God. Is this Hyundai? for the angel thing? For the angel thing. Yeah. And I met the VP um, of, of Hyundai. And the first thing he said to me, because I was wearing a medium shirt, they okay. had me in a small shirt the whole time to accentuate my shape a little more. Right. And the first thing he said to me was, you look slim. Oh. <laughs> like I felt like he was going to like pull the commercial or right. something. Like, yeah, this yeah. Is not- <laughs> I was like, no, no, don't worry. I'm just don't wearing worry. a medium right Sucking now. It in. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just trying to be better. So it's interesting to see like, there, you know, like it, it is a very superficial industry, and like there are types and stuff, yeah, and absolutely. especially you do a lot of commercials too. And I feel like, uh, like I'm in kind of like the brawnier category now, where right. it's like they like the kind of like friendly Galifianakis guy with beard, right, right, approach, right. Whereas like you, you might go and get like one of the slicker. Right, slicker dudes like the like your car commercial is your well you're a bit goofy in it though yeah that's there's that's, a goofiness to that's that a, yeah I, like the there's I'm in a gravel one right now where I'm playing oh, yeah. uh, a guy getting married okay and then the there guy behind see? me is like the goofier guy who's yeah. like sick to his stomach <laughs> yeah. and needs gravel I'm like yeah. here take his fucking gravel you idiot <laughs> stop eating I don't like need an this asshole. stuff yeah yeah that's true and we we are in like a like now with the internet and everything it's like it it's a, I feel like it's a lot harder to eat poorly guilt-free because we know we can look up so much. We know that like even the things that we thought were healthy, you know, this aren't. whole, this whole fat thing, like uh non-fat, low yeah. fat, like as a kid, I remember being aware of that. Cause that was big in our, like growing up with like snack wells, cookies, like, oh, yeah. oh, no fat. And so I, <laughs> I didn't know much about it, but I learned that jube jubes, and like wine gums and all gummy candies had no fat in it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I can eat a million of these. So I didn't understand carbs or sugars or anything. <laughs> but like five jube jubes is like 150 calories, like yeah. 60 grams of sugar, like way worse than anything. Yeah. But I didn't understand it because they were told like you can uh, like high fat is bad. Yeah. Where now it's completely reversed and it's like you can eat all the good fats you want like have mm-hmm. your peanut butter and your almonds and your avocados the, yeah, yeah do all that but don't eat carbs mm-hmm. so it's so confusing because it's so in your face and people are so um and even with the whole vegan movement yeah everybody has an opinion about why something is so bad for you and why you shouldn't eat it and yeah yeah it's interesting because like the last show i did was on veganism and it, it did throw me through a loop I did watch, like, I talked a lot about the the Forks Over Knives documentary and stuff like that. Have you seen that? No. 
it's pretty intense. It really just shows you how bad milk is. Right, right. Um, as well as just, yeah, I guess we just consume way too much meat protein. Right. Right, like it's it's it's, a, uh, it's out of control. But um, still it's like, you know, I couldn't make, th- I don't think I could make that commitment. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just my lifestyle choice, but like I do enjoy in moderation having stuff. And I yep. think, I think moderation is something that we need to start professing a little bit more and not being like, oh, I'm a vegan or I'm a, I'm a vegetarian or it's just like more of it being percentages. Like, are you getting enough vegetables and stuff like right, that? You know, right. It's like you got to think of it that way instead of it having all these stigmas back and forth, like these two different cultures that want to start a war. Yeah, or, yeah. You know? Have you heard of the four-hour body? No. So this is a guy named Tim Ferriss who's written uh, three major books, The Four-Hour Workweek, The Four-Hour Body, and The Four-Hour Chef. Mm-hmm. It's all about m- getting the most amount of output with the minimum amount of input. Okay. So uh, The Four-Hour Body, I became obsessed with. And uh, one of his, he's got like five major rules where it's pretty simple things like, no uh, white carbohydrates, no sugar. Um, oh, God, I can't remember the other ones now. I just don't even do them. Um, but one of his major things that I still follow is cheat day. Okay. And so you'll see this every once in a while on like I have Facebook seen that or Instagram on, yeah. or something. Like cheat day. So, having a... Yeah. So I do Sunday to Friday. Mm-hmm. I eat extremely healthy. Yeah. And I will count my calories. I will... Um, no, no bread, no, really? yeah, no alcohol, no sugar, no anything. But when Saturday comes along, I go fucking nuts. Yeah. Everything you ever want. And, um, theoretically it's good for you because your body, if your body notices what you're doing over the week, it's like, Oh, you only give me this amount of calories. I'm going to slow down what I burn. Yeah. Um, because this is all you're going to give me. Yeah. Definitely. And then if you shock it, it's like, oh my God, what, the, what did you do to me? Yeah. I'm going to burn four times as much as normal. Yeah. And then you do it for one day. And then it's like still doing it on like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Where What happened to all my calories? I'm going to go back to normal. Like do you get like you have to deal with being hungry? Not so much hungry. I, I plan out my meals accordingly. Yeah. But there's I, get, I guess I'm not so much hungry as I am craving things. Yeah. So during the week, it's re- like, I, oh man, like I want pizza and like even bowls of cereal. I really miss cereal. Yeah, that's right. But then on Saturday, like during the week, I'll write down things or I'll think of things or I'll plan like Saturday, we're going out to dinner. I'm going to have like, I'm going to order the bread. I'm going to get wine. I'm going to do this and that. And um, so I'm not restricting myself fully. Yeah. But during the week <laughs> I do. And then Saturday, I'm give myself freedom to do whatever I want. Like this Saturday, I had a Mr. Big. Okay. Uh, I, was, I had a Mr. Big. I had a big sausage. Uh, I had Jeez. a bunch of beers. I got really drunk. Nice. Um, yeah, so it was great. So that, yeah. And then it feels good to like go back to eating healthy and you feel like you're kind of cleaning out your body a little bit. And part of it is you you eat your eat and drink till you're sick. Like not literally throwing up, but like till you're like, oh God, I don't want to ever eat. Like it's like being hungover. Yeah. And you're like, I don't want to eat like that again. And so it gives you motivation to go back to the gym, to go back after a day off. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was, there, there's a reason that I actually brought you here today. Oh, no. Um, the real reason. This usually works better with a, with a crowd. <laughs> um, it's to get us into the next topic of discussion. Oh, boy. And I noticed something that when I moved in with you the second time... <laughs> So I am here to give you an intervention 
on protein powder. I've noticed that you've put that stuff on almost everything you eat. No, I never put it you on put anything. It, you put it on your cereal. Oh, I, I put it in water and shake it up. Yeah. And then I'll use it as a liquid topping for things that require liquid topping. So you still have this problem. You're still having a lot of protein? I, I at <laughs> least have two protein shakes a day. At least two? Yeah. Now, do you use a low-cal thing? Uh, yeah, it's low-cal, uh, high-fiber, low-carb, <laughs> <laughs> low-cal, high-fiber, high-protein. <laughs> New Zealand clean whey protein. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I found it interesting that... <laughs> Stop it abruptly. That um, really scared me. It was like, uh, you brought me here for, for a reason. I was like, oh yeah. my God. And then your family comes out and yeah. Danny's here and your parents, your mom and dad are holding hands Stop. for the first time since before the divorce. <laughs> now I'll eat healthy, mom. Um, yeah, I, the one thing I want to talk about was, was protein shakes. And I, I find that... Um, I've, when I used to train and stuff, I, I was around people that like kind of lived off it mm-hmm. and I, and I was always kind of like, is this something that I should be drinking all the time? And like, I've tried different ones. I have a gig- gigantic bucket behind you somewhere oh boy. that like, I've barely made a dent in. But when I was at GNC, the guy was like, oh, you'll be back in like a month. I'm like, really? All that protein powder? Yeah. Like it says to just do it once a day, once or twice. Like what? <laughs> so he's just assuming like, don't listen to that. Um, yeah, well, I mean, what I think what people may not understand is that there are uh, different kinds of these shakes out there. Yeah. So, like, there's the ones where it's, like, mega gain. Yeah. Where it's, like, one scoop is, like, a thousand calories. Yeah. Where it's, like, that's fucking crazy. But those are that's for people who are massive bodybuilders who need calories. Do you drink it with water or do you drink it with milk? Water. Yeah. See, um, that's a big difference, too, because, like, it adds, like, I usually drink it with almond milk. Okay, but yeah. But still, like, it adds calories, right? So Totally. It's like a, you know, or if it's, it's a 150 calorie shake or something like yeah. that. Maybe 200 calories. I would do two scoops and mine is 240 calories. 240 calories. And 50 grams of protein. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, uh, you're getting, you're getting your, your amount of protein. But the, I mean, the thing for me, aside from how weird it is, is that I don't eat a lot of meat. That's true. So that, that it is, is true. a need yeah. for me. And like, I mean, before it is an essential nutrient, um, <laughs> you know, like I feel like uh, everybody does kind of, there's always one of the nutrients that is under fire. It's always mm-hmm. like carbs has been kind of the main one yeah. <laughs> lately. It's still something you need. Yeah. Um, but uh, I found an article uh, from naturalbalancefoods.com. Okay. I only go to the best. Just for people to know what what the protein does, it maintains a healthy body. <laughs> it helps repair any internal or external damage. It supports your immune system. It just contributes to the overall feeling of well-being. And at a cellular level, oh, okay, proteins are used for just about everything. Oh. <laughs> um, you know, preserving, repairing essential life functions, all of that yeah. kind of stuff. So, yeah, like, I, I understand there's nothing wrong with having a protein shake. I am just making fun of you a little bit because I, <laughs> I noticed that you would go through them quite quickly. Yes. The, the, like, how that humongous bucket I have there, how long would that take you? Well, the other thing to remember is that, it's like, it's like a bag of chips, yeah. right? Where it's like a bag of chips looks huge. You yeah. You open it up, it's there's like not half a lot full. in there. It's Same true. with protein powders. Yeah. Why so, do they do that? You know why? Are they just, like, Maybe, you know, I don't know. I, don't, I really don't know. We could fill it to the top, but... Well, because it says the Too weight heavy? on it. Yeah. And they're usually about two and a half pounds. Yeah. So I have no idea why they put them in That's massive bags. But yeah, so I would definitely have two a day. 
Um, so yeah, I would definitely go through it in a month for sure. Uh, I remember once I was trying to, when I lived with you, I got a vegan kind <laughs> and I got, <laughs> you, never I, good. I got you to try it and it was like, it tasted like cake batter. Yeah. I just remember like, <laughs> I remember specifically not what it tasted like, but watching you drink it, <laughs> have a few sips of it. And it was just like, it literally looked like green cake batter and batter and tasted like it. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's I I use it for after workouts and yeah. and stuff too because it does help with when your muscles are going through hypertrophy, and you want those fibers to repair. Yep, you need some protein to get yeah, that man. get that up. Now there are some dangers oh, okay. of protein powder consumption that you know may be disputed, but they are being discovered that mm-hmm. like people that just go way too overboard with it, um, such things as like uh, excess calcium loss. Um, it may harm kidney function if you're mm-hmm. over overdoing your body with protein. Yeah, yeah. And just like as you said, if you use a good protein powder, it's fine. But if you use like a cheaper, crappy one, or you know, if it's yeah, the problem is is that they're not regulated by like the FDA or anything. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they can kind of be a little wobbly with the ingredients and stuff. Totally. Sometimes. So sometimes they can have heavy metal contamination, <laughs> stuff like that, like <laughs> arsenic or cadmium or lead, mercury, all that junk. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like if you just stay, it's like 25% of your daily calories can be protein. Yeah. You know, not just from shakes, but from everything that you eat. Yeah. And and so that that's quite a bit. That's like for a 150-pound person, I think it's like 170 grams or something like that. Yeah. It's something like you times your uh, every pound 2.2. Yeah, 1.8 or 2 or, yeah. yeah. Another thing that I want to talk about. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, this comes from DavyWavy.com. <laughs> oh, man. Now, Davy Wavy, he's not, he sounds like a silly guy. No, he, is he But Davy Wavy is a certified trainer. Okay. And a YouTube sensation. Oh. But he talks about something that, um, uh, I wonder, I wonder if you wanted to talk about this a little sure. bit. But, uh, when you were at Second City. Yeah. Uh, when you left, everybody, your castmates give you gifts and yes. whatnot. Now, you have one gift that was a painting. You remember the, it's a very creepy painting. Oh, yes, did yes. Me, right? And um, I guess it, it said, it, it was a weird, you look like the Joker a little bit, as from what I remember. It's this crazy it painting. Was, it's me. Yeah, it's you. Um, it's from the poster, but yeah. um, my friend, Anessa Frantowski, yeah. uh, gave it to a guy, I think his name is Ator. Yeah, Itor. Itor. Itor, yeah. And he does something called ugly portraits. Yeah. So he takes... Oh, so it was on purpose. <laughs> oh, yeah. So he takes pe- nice pictures of people and makes ugly versions of them in drawing form. Underneath it, <laughs> yeah. in a cloud of green smog, yes. it says tofu farts. Yes. Now, I think that it wasn't the tofu. Like, I, I, I think I saw that you had tempeh a little bit, but with having a lot of protein powders or anything, it might produce deuce a noxious smell yeah um and it can mean any number of things but that that is a source of it maybe we should get him to redo it the protein farts but tofu well, farts. Just... no because I, when i was on main stage i think i was because you're i was trying to eat healthier yeah so i would go to a lot of these like um organic delis and oh, get i would exactly get tofu organic. at second city yeah um, but I, the thing is I was being extremely healthy and getting like really nice stuff like that. But yeah. then at like 6 PM, then your night starts. Yeah. And so at second city, you're there seven nights a week. Mm-hmm. So we were getting drunk. We were eating horribly. So oh, yeah. I think it was a terrible mix of like, I also didn't understand like, um, 
aspartame and yeah. uh like i was drinking so much diet pop like it was crazy oh i know because you, you also get it for free at second city so i just kept drinking diet pop and like getting drunk but then yeah so i think that probably had something to do with it i've really tried to stay off of having like a rye and diet coke yeah and stuff it's like one of my favorite drinks yeah. to have and i've like tried going to uh soda water yeah you know it's rough it's uh, it's a change it's a change but one day a week I only one, do it one day a week, day and week. then I just maybe go that's something I should take. I should have one because now that I've got this Vitamix, I mean, what's Vitamix? <laughs> Vitamix is the blender. Oh, the blender, <laughs> right, right. So I'm I'm like literally drinking salads Ooh. and stuff, you know, and like yeah. it doesn't feel like that. But like today, I had a spinach smoothie, and like really, it, it tasted like I was at the beach having a pina colada. <laughs> so, <laughs> but um, back to the protein shakes and farting. Um, just farts are hilarious to me. <laughs> I, mm. I do try to inject them as much as I can yeah. into the show. That's good. <laughs> um, but if if you're out there and uh, you're at the gym in a leotard and you are taking a lot of protein shakes, you might have a lactose intolerance. You you just um, might be using a bad kind of way that you know your body unclean body has a, a hard time breaking down protein powders sometimes. So you know get the high quality stuff. Yep. Um, and then, really, it brings us into our last segment of the show. Um, you're a fan of uh, David Letterman. Oh, yeah. Sure, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, this takes us to a segment, Top 10 Worst Foods for Farts. Uh, top 10 Worst Foods for Farts. <laughs> I was like, how long yeah, yeah. is this jingle? <laughs> I had to cut it down from a half hour. But, um, so there's a lot of foods out there, and I, I don't want protein powder mm-hmm. taking the brunt of it. Just to let you know, protein powder, not even on the list. Okay. But protein is definitely in a lot of these foods. So <laughs> should we start it off with number 10? Sure. Number 10. French food. All of French food. <laughs> Cheesy onion soup, steak and fritz, mushrooms, frog legs, fatty duck, goose liver. Well, how, how is that just one? How is that just number 10? Never take a date to a French restaurant unless they really like your ass. Literally. Now, let me just say that this list is from... Wavy Davy? <laughs> no, it's not from Wavy Davy. It's from the New Times Miami. Oh, okay. They obviously know their smelly foods. Yeah. You know? They got a lot of hot dates in Miami. Number nine. Smoked oysters in a can. (laughs) (laughs) First of all, these are canned in cottonseed oil, an industrially produced food type. Welcome to Fart City there. That brings us to number eight. We get that snare in. Collard greens with ham hocks and bacon. <laughs> How is it that specific? Somebody has sat down and had every meal in the world and then created some new ones, apparently, and these are the ones. And I'd love to know the difference between French food and collard greens and ham locks or something. Ham, ham hocks. Ham hocks. And bacon. So the guy's like, oh, I had some frog's legs. What's that, 10 farts? It's, mm. it's fiber intense. It's super green. Okay. It has a distinct smell. Oh, gross. Uh, add on some fatty meats with, with your, your uh, collard greens. Yep. And you've got a recipe for building your own fartopolis. Wow. 
brings us to number seven. Okay. <laughs> Biscuits and gravy. Biscuits <laughs> and gravy. Okay. Says some gravy is actually, an, uh, it originated in ancient Egypt. Okay. I'd like you to know. Um, what do you think Tut's revenge was when they opened his tomb? A 3,000-year-old fart. I think this is number six. Brazilian rodizio. What which the is the, <laughs> which is the, it is the skewer of meat, the endless skewers oh, of meat. Oh, right. So if you're just eating meat all night, you're probably eating, Having you know, 10, 10 pounds, 10 pounds of meat, something yeah. like that, then that's going to be awfully smelly. Still don't see any protein powder on no, this list. No, no, that's good. Uh, this one is something that I do enjoy. I don't know if you do. This one's nice. Ready? Number five. Curry. Ooh. Curry apparently has some smelly stuff. Yeah. Um, it is a substitute term for flatulence. Like, dude, I just curried loud as shit. This is terrible. This Did you not terrible. read this before you started reading it oh, on your podcast? I, I, I stopped at top ten list. Okay. Stuffed boiled cabbage. Who is this person? <laughs> But you know what? I, I can understand that with cabbage. It's something that I ate when I was in Ireland a lot. Yeah. Didn't really notice anything to have a fart, fart of city, fartosity. You've got a lot of fun fart words. We should email this guy back and just be like, yeah. man, your list was so insightful. <laughs> like one time I thought I was in a fartopolis, but I was really in fart city. Thanks, man. <laughs> I'll count down the last three real quick. Okay. All the same roll. Yeah. Three, two, and one. We've got number three, smoked fish. Mm, gross. Number two, green bean casserole. Ca- what? And number one, pickled eggs from the gas station. From the gas station? <laughs> that is your top ten worst foods for farts. <laughs> uh, top ten worst foods for farts. Now, when you buy pickled eggs, it's always from the gas station. You get your smokes, you get your gas. Yeah. Pickled, pickled eggs. eggs. Pickled eggs. Specifically Red Smith brand. If yeah. You can. Um, so yeah, no protein powder there. No, that's good. Stuff you could put protein powder on. Yep. I can put it on pretty much anything. <laughs> cheat day. Uh, cheat day, man. It's the best. Look into it. <laughs> um, that's pretty much the end of the show. I would like to ask the listeners to check out Mantown's monthly show at the Comedy Bar mm-hmm. for some hilarious award-winning improv. Yeah. Also, get your Just for Last Pass, of course. Go see them in September 20th. September I think 20th? so, whatever the Saturday is. Yeah, September 20th. Um, as well, there's a ton of other cool acts like Paul F. Tompkins and Seth Meyers and... Amy yada, Schumer. Yada, Amy Schumer, all yep. those guys. And uh, as always, check out podcastfatboy.com for listening to all the episodes. And that's pretty much it. thanks for being on the show, man. Oh, thanks, Maddie Dunks. Um, if you haven't subscribed on iTunes, please do so. Please rate. I will have everything up on my website. I'll post an episode of Guidance so you can check oh, out Kali. Yeah. Thanks again. Take care. <laughs>